Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody, welcome. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. Yahoo! We are getting ready to fire it up for another week. Yeah, this is positive talk. Well, look, uh, in a minute, you're going to be speaking with me as well as Amira Beth. Uh, We're going to be talking at the wonders of the Andaras, and you're going to find out what that's all about. But you're going to also really hear about this energy, this incredible crystal, let me just call it. Um, You know, this is really the time we're living in where we get to really look at and explore the different aspects of who we are, how we operate in the world today, what we do and what that's all about or not about. And so this week is an interesting week for that. Um, I will just so you all know for the lineup for the week and Benny, Uh, you as well. We are going to have a powerhouse lineup. I am going to be preparing to be away at Jessica's just amazing upcoming wedding. So Linda and I are going to be doing a road trip. That's right. A road trip to places unknown. So Basili's backyard road trip or back road (laughs) road trip, something like that. We should go with that. So, Benny, did you know? Okay, so let's talk about the road trip for a minute. Back so roads, back going, roads. We'll call them back roads. It goes better go with back, your name. It goes better with your name. Yeah. Basili okay, back roads. So, what do we want to call it? The Basili back roads. <laughs> the Basili back roads. That's what I I'm like. going with. Okay. That's what I'm going with. It's Basili back. <laughs> so, we decided uh-huh. we weren't going to fly to Montana, that we were going to drive. And so we are getting ready to pack the car, Mm -hmm. uh, all the things we're taking, plus what we're going to wear for the wedding, plus what what do you – you would think that if you looked at the room where we got all this laid out, like you would be thinking, are these two be – are they going to be gone for like a month? Are Like seriously? Like like what – the heck are you taking but you know why benny first of all i've never been to montana except to like drive through it and to get here when i was moving out here right and then that was in the middle of the winter but we decided what if we were to not just zip there and zip back so we're driving we're going to spend time in missoula like the first night right get in a car drive 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 missoula Uh and then we're going to red lodge Right. So that that's the field trip. But then on the way back, Benny, guess what's close to Red Lodge where we're going? Yellowstone. Oh, of course. Right. Yellowstone. So I'm looking at this on the map. And, you know, when you look on the map, you just scoot on I-90 and you zip on over and you're zipping. 
then I had a news flash because I'm looking at this and you know how you can hit on the map. Like what's that called? Uh, the, um, not the, yeah, the satellite view, right? Oh, right. The Google image, like from way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then I realized that as we're scooting over and we're going to get to Montana and we think we're going to go from Red Lodge to Yellowstone and then the Grand Tetons, right? And then we'll come back. Uh, we're not going to have enough time to do. Did you know that that's like 13,000 feet up? Wow. I didn't know that. Do you know that? I knew it was high. Didn't know that high. So I'm trying to figure this out, right? <laughs> it's like, okay, even though on the map it shows like a teeny weeny like space on the map, <laughs> they don't tell you you're going to be like this teeny space. You're going to have to go like from here to like here, right? Oh, yeah, totally. I wish Jessica was available. She could hop on here <laughs> until Amir gets on. Um, because I was looking at this and I thought, okay, now that we're going to do that. But then the other thing was I was calling around and I just assumed that parks and places to stay in a park are going to be like open. So I made that assumption and that is not a correct assumption. Really? It's yep. So the park may be open and they're open certain times, but where are the other places in case you have to stop and use a restroom and things like that? Correct. Okay. I don't do road trips. Yeah. I fly. <laughs> <laughs> the only road trip I think I did was from school in Ontario, California. That is like east of L.A., back to seattle and what my idea of a road trip is how fast can you drive your car to get from la to seattle and i think i did it in a day i think it's like 17 hours but i didn't realize that montana and idaho and red lodge where we're going i think it's only like 12 hours but we're not going to be pretending like we're in our 20s again just yeah, right. Benny. Yeah, we can't. There's no uh, quick overhaul in this one. No, we're going to actually stop in Missoula and then we're going to be hopping up and getting there. Sure. But it's fascinating for me because you have to think about, you know, this isn't this is a time where for many people, maybe you realize it or don't. But we are still like in the middle of the COVID-19. Right, Benny? Mm -hmm. Even as far though as I, I know, think yeah. In our yeah, in our state, I think we're doing really pretty well here. But there are all these new rules now. And I was just fascinated by this. So I'm going to have to show you what I got for Jessica's wedding to wear. Because you still have to wear masks. So how do you do a wedding and do the six feet and do the mask how do you do that well and is I, it an outdoor or indoor wedding it's it's outdoor unless it rains got it so it's it's uh per weather related got it right but i don't i don't know about rain so then the other thing i'm checking out is like okay so we don't even know the temperatures in montana like we don't even know like what the temperature in montana 
We don't have any idea. So now I'm looking up the temperature. But then, Benny, if we're going to go to Montana, I wonder what the listeners are thinking about this. If we want to go from, if we want to go from Red Lodge, we want to scoot down to, scoot down, want to drive to the you know, the park, then the yep. Grand Tetons, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we're thinking, what is the temperature at 13,000 feet, Benny? I'm, you can easily look it up. Uh, when is the wedding? Is it Saturday or Sunday? So th- th- we'll be making this drive uh, on Sunday. Okay. so you're, That's when we'll be making the drive. You're looking at mid-60s in Missoula, Montana. And in your luck, you're in luck. I've been doing some research while you're chatting. Uh, the park is open 24-7. Yeah. So you're, you're in luck there. Yeah. Okay. But where do you stay? I get you. Totally. Right. So we're trying to figure this out. So can you imagine Linda and I last night, right, <laughs> as we're packing, like we filled an entire room with stuff, mm-hmm. like we're, we're packing for the trip, like an entire room. And we're thinking about this. And then Linda says, well, you know, why don't we go to these places? And I was I had a moment where I thought I'm going to have a complete meltdown on this. Because I can't, and I'm really pretty good with this stuff. I can't figure out how to get from, so finally we called Jessica and we say, all right, guess what? We need some help. You need your senior, so Jason, your senior logistics manager is who you're looking for. Yes. Oh That's who you're, so yeah. Jason put something together. <laughs> uh-huh. So I haven't looked at it yet, but I just thought, what, what a shame to go drive all the way out there it's a beautiful ride on i-90 i was told yeah straight shot well for the most part you got to travel south on 15 but yeah yeah i guess we go through spokane that that you will be going through yes spokane Mm -hmm. spokane Mm -hmm. and then then on the way back we might stay at coeur we don't know yet because we don't know like if we get up on sunday have breakfast and head to yellowstone maybe pull over whatever we're going to do there, then go to Grand Teton. So we're trying to map this out. Um, and then we saw 13,000 feet. And I thought to myself, <laughs> wow, that's a lot of feet. That's like when we go over the pass, Stevens Pass, mm-hmm. what's that? Like 2,000 or something like that? Uh, around that, sure. I'm guessing. Yeah. yeah. And so mm-hmm. when I went to Denver, I know that was up pretty high. Um and then when I when I did the vision quest in California, that was seventy eight hundred feet, seventy eight. But thirteen thousand. Oh my God! It's like okay, this is going to be a great adventure for the orange Nissan SUV. Let's take a short break. When we come back, less about Montana, more about Amir. We'll be right back, everybody. Sometimes being human has its challenges. Our physical health falters, our spirits sag, our dreams don't immediately come to fruition. Welcome to the power of Maximum Medicine Radio. Join me, Doc Martin, in conversations that will blow your mind about healing. In our hit show, Doc Martin addresses the scientific with bridging to the mystical approaches to give you a new narrative about Maximum Medicine. In this live call-in show, we will journey into the extraordinary genius of the human body 
and talk about other beliefs that impact being your multidimensional self. We seek the seen and the unseen and explore the earthbound and the otherworldly, all with the purpose of calling forth the maximum you. To learn more about Doc Martin and Maximum Medicine, visit www.SharonMartinMD.com. Join the new earth on the Cornelia Stephanie Show. Tune in each month as Cornelia takes listeners on an odyssey of higher consciousness to inspire, educate, and empower. Cornelia Stephanie is a spiritual teacher, passionate speaker, published author, and founder of the Empower Network. Cornelia guides people on the path of self-healing, peace, and liberation. For more information, go to CorneliaStephanie.com. Are you ready to invest in your best self? Join Sabrina Wright as she shares practical tools for creating joy and balance in your life every single day. Sabrina is here to help you become your greatest advocate and empower you to make decisions that will help you learn to live your best life. Live the good life, connecting your physical and spiritual self with Sabrina Wright every second Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Are you truly ready to experience overflow in every area of your life? Are you ready to go from limited to limitless? Imagine starting your week off with a deeper connection to the God consciousness. It's time for you to feel inspired, uplifted, and shifted. I invite you to join me, Tracy L, online or in person for our Soul Sundays. Start your week off feeling empowered and ready to serve and expand the miracles waiting for you. Knowledge Book Radio with Marge Potasik has a special gift for everyone out there. To receive three chapters of the Knowledge Book as a special gift, send your email to mmjp99 at gmail.com. That's Amazon Mary, Amazon Mary, JP99 at gmail.com now to receive this fabulous, fabulous gift of the Knowledge Book. Yeah, we're on the road. We're getting on the road. We're getting, we're getting. You will have a very special time in Montana. Oh my God. Uh, Amira, that's you all right. get to go. Amira, thank you so much to just put it in the context of a journey because this is what today's show is about, right? We are all on a journey, but it is a special time. And, and I know that it's tough for a lot of us, right? Sheltering in place, just just so many situations. Mm -hmm. But there's also something magical. That's what we're gonna talk about today, isn't it? Yes. And yeah. and tools, things that we have at, at around us that we can utilize to help us get through these times, to uplift our soul, our spirit, our sp spirituality, and um, bring some vibrancy into our lives in a time where sometimes we have to go out looking for that vibrancy and that inspiration. <laughs> yeah. Pretty, pretty hard. I know. And, you know, it's funny because I was talking to you about the fact that I had this trip, I had this trip ready to go to Hawaii. Linda's out here. So it's a hop, skip and a jump away. You know, my friends got a house there. Really easy. Mm -hmm. And so that we had to put on hold. But one of the other things I'm noticing, and I would love for you to talk about um, uh, Andara and talk about 
you know, what makes Andara? What is this about? And the connections to Atlantis. And you and yes. I talked about this last time you were on. The, our fascination with Atlantis has not changed in hundreds and hundreds. Right. And, I mean, it's if not. anything, it's growing. <laughs> Tell me why that is. I, you know, I, I, I believe that deep in our souls and our hearts and in ourselves, we all, we all want to believe that these, these ancient lands, these mythical lands, th there's a reason we have a huge fascination for them. And it's like, does art imitate life or does light Im life imitate art? Like, which one is it? Well, maybe it's both. And I, I know that we are magical people and humans want to be like little kids and we want to believe in magic and we want to believe in um, fairy tales and we want to believe in things that are outside of we get what we get spoons fed in the 3D that can be so mundane. We really want to feel connected and I think we know that we are connected to something greater, to something more than this kind of five sensory reality that we have to sort of roll around in every day that kills the magical child in all of us, or at least has that magical child go to sleep. <laughs> and, you know, the adult has to come through and make a living and do all these things in the 3D world. And so, People become fascinated by shows about Atlantis and Lemuria and Avalon yeah. and outer space and under the sea because it reminds us of our magical selves, our true, our true selves, are our, our magical selves. Yeah. I mean, but this is really fascinating, too, because for you, and I was talking about this before you came on, you know, for you your world and the world that you have so embraced and are teaching us about is teaching us about, you know, the, the Atlantean energy, or shall I say, interactions or consciousness is a better word, I think, because that's what I see showing up in all of these films, whatever you think about, right? Pop culture, not pop culture, who cares? But there's a consciousness that is being raised. But for you, you know, an Atlantean priestess for you, understanding and a conduit to the mirror world, you know, there's so much to bring forward in our lives. And one of the right. things that I know that you bring forward too is when we look at things, we look for the tools. We're right. looking for the tools. Let's talk uh, from your perspective about uh, Andara and and what that wisdom knowledge, what the connections are, when we think about the beauty and the power of these of crystals. Now, for me, I never thought I would see imagery quite like what we're seeing now from people attempting to portray or ancient memory of what they think the Atlantis energy, what this energy looks like. And it is vibrant. It is bright. It yes, is it's alive. Yeah. Tell us about this from your perspective, because it doesn't come without tools or without wisdom to us. Mm -hmm. So it's not just like, oh, there it is. It's there it is. And you can heal. Right. So and, and Dara's and, and I have a, a lot of them to show and to show your audience. 
Um, and Dars, when people hold an Andara for the first time, they're, they're very different than any other type of crystal. Andaras really feel like, and they look like light condensed into matter. So if you could take light and spectrums of light and rays of light, and we all know that color is very healing. If you, 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 all of us to some degree use color therapy because when you wear a color you really, really like, like that teal green you have on, you probably put that on. You're like, this is my power color. I feel fabulous in this. And it does something to shift your mood and your energy. And people, people look at you, they're like, Dr. Pat, that, that jacket is such a great color. And you're like, I know. So we all utilize color therapy in our lives in, in one way or the other because we're, we're drawn to color. Yeah. So Andaras, because of the vibrancy in their colors, they, they, to me, they are literally like light rays condensed into solid form that we can take and bring into our energy field and, and wear or meditate with or sleep with that change our, they change our biosphere. Um, when I, I like the word bioremediation. I love that. Bio meaning life. Yeah. Reme to remediate something is to change it. So if you want to change your life energy, there are many things that are available to us and, and color and crystals are one of the best tools that are available. I'm so glad you brought this up because now I want you to comment on this because yeah, I knew I was going to wear teal today. I pick out a beautiful stone I was given, but then I had to go back. So maybe you can explain this, right? And it, I think it has to do with this show. And then I went back and I said, wait a minute. Um, and I pulled a scarf and, and this scarf has teal in it, but it has gold in it. Mm -hmm. And there was something important for me about wearing gold with this. And I'd love to hear your thought on that because Linda was saying to me, like, why are you putting the scarf on? And I'm like, like, I don't know why, to be honest with you. I don't have a why. Because <laughs> it makes you, know, you look extra I just, fancy. I need gold. I needed a little gold. Yes. But isn't gold also part of the energy, too, of this? Well, uh, gold, yes. Gold and silver very much because they are, um, well, I believe that gold is the strongest healing ray from the divine. That, that's the way I, ray I work predominantly in and with. It's the Christed ray. It's the ray of abundance. It's the ray of prosperity. It's the ray of nobility. And, and it, you, there's something about having gold. You know, in, in Egypt, they work primarily with gold. So we think about, you know, we think about power. And we not, not just power in the form of strength, but power in the form of being aligned with something that walks with us as us that helps us to feel our best and brightest and our most powerful in the world. Yeah. I want to ask you this. There are so many healing, and if I could call them this, there are so many healing energies and healing aid to us in healing our DNA and our hearts. There's so much, and intuitively, we know this. I think this is what mm -hmm. our attraction is to what we are talking about, what your show is about. There's, there's a there there, right? right? And But not everybody has, let me just call it the inside track like you do, because you are connected to yes. this, right? 
And so when you think of yourself and your connection to Andaras, when you think about that, when you feel it, when you lean into it, how would you describe it from your perspective? Well, it's very interesting that um, Andaras and I were both came into the world at the same time. The first Andara was found on Lady Nellie's property and Lady Nellie was a Choctaw Indian woman in February of 1967, which is the year and month of my birth. So I'm totally aligned with them because we're the same, we're the same earth age. And when, wow. and when I found Andaras, when I found them, we found them in this life, I had already been working with them in dream, dream time and past life regression. I saw them during past life regressions when I went to the healing caverns under the temples of Atlantis. And I would see these beautiful crystal, crystalline features that would uh, illuminate the caverns. And they were sometimes over the tops of people as their energy centers were being worked on. And they brought light. They seemed to have glow from within and they brought in a light source and color therapy to the healing temples because the healing temples under Atlantis and the temples of Poseidon were very, were very dark because they were underground. So they were the source of illumination. And when I found the Atlant uh, the Andaras, I realized that that's what I had been seeing in my meditations and my regressions all this time were, um, you know, and I'll just show you like some of the, the vibrancy and the, the striking colors in in the andaras and they they just kind of like pierce right through you in a way and people are yeah. so drawn to them when i wear them when i show them to people you know people and i have this really wonderful ring too oh that's beautiful yeah 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 when i show them to people and even when i put them out on on social media and my website you pick up a frequency and you pick up a healing just from viewing them Having them holding them is, is wonderful, of course. That's the best way. But even people who just see them and look at them, there's an activation that happens um, in, in their senses, in their auric field, in their heart space that just kind of lifts them up. And I get people message me. They're like, what are those? I can't <laughs> take my eyes off them. And I feel so good when I look at them or when I hold an Andara. Yeah, so that's what an Andara will do. You know, it's, I, I want to talk with you about this when we come back from break, because we sometimes think, or at least my experience is, my own healing journey, um, I had to discover it was as simple as you just described. Now, I'm not saying that the understanding and having a full open heart is easy. But the idea of it and to allow oneself to feel something, that is part of what I learned in mm -hmm. working with different kinds of crystals. And what you're describing is almost like putting a key in an ignition yeah. and starting the engine. And that is the power of what I think we're talking about today, right? Right. Yeah. Um, Amira, one thing before we go to break, how do people find out about you? How do they find out about your show? How do they work with you? All of the above. <laughs> well, I, I happen to have a wonderful show on yeah. Transformation Talk Radio called Tales from the Merworld Radio, where we talk about the ancient lands of, of Atlantis and Lemuria, hmm. um, all, all things 
all things wonderful like that. So that's one way. My show is the second. We'll have a show this Thursday. Uh, the Absolutely. second and fourth Thursdays at 1 p.m. Pacific time. That's one way. Amirabeth.com is my website. And I have a shop on there. And I have actually two websites. The other one is wisdomware.org, which holds my clothing line with the, with the Andara crystals in it. We'll talk a little bit more about that later. And has the Andaras. And then I have my YouTube channel, of course, under Amirabeth Healer, where you can find all past episodes of Tales from the Merworld Radio. I love it. When we come back to, we're going to continue with how do we, for ourselves, tap into this? How do we tap into this? Because one of the things, Amira, that people sometimes believe, I know this was part of my journey, is that the tapping in was for a select few of people. Mm -hmm. That there's only a select few of people that are quote, allowed or can tap into the energy we're talking about. But there is a need now for us to put the key in the ignition and yeah. turn that key. When we come back, we'd love to talk with you about what that means, what happens when we say yes to things like what we're talking about today, and we literally put the key in and turn it. I, I had a great dream just before I woke up this morning that I'll share with you. on. That oh, note. my gosh. I love it. Let's take a short break, everybody. And also, if you've got questions for Amir, please give us a call. 1-800-930-2819. We'll be right back. Tune in to The Truth is Funny with Colette Stephan each Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This hit show will have you thinking outside the box and riding the wave of infinite potential. Join Colette on the Higher Self Network, inspiring listeners to shine their brilliance and ensure success while roaring with laughter as they recognize the humor of the giant cosmic joke. Visit TheTruthIsFunny.com. We remember a time when you could simply form a thought and it would manifest. The harmony was forgotten, but it is returning now. The power of inspiration and awakening radio with Juliet Griffin on TransformationTalkRadio.com each second and fourth Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific. We'll take you on adventures through the heart and spirit exploring who we once were. This intuitive healer studied under the guidance of wolves, learning from their wisdom to master a higher frequency for a new state of mind. Visit OneTrueSelf.com. Stuck in a roundabout of dysfunction? Stop circling around difficult issues and find out what's been holding you back. Learn how to speak your truth to power with host Dr. Kathy O'Bear. Create real change with smart tools and smart strategies. No frills, no fluff, just life-changing conversations to help get you where you want to be. Extend your reach and become an agent for real change with Kathy O'Bear. For more information on Kathy and her work, please visit drkathyobear.com. That's drkathyobear.com. Did you know that all of the shows on the Transformation Radio Network are available as podcasts to stream or download? Really? Check us out. Go to transformationradio.fm. We have business shows, spiritual shows, energy healing shows, and pretty much everything in between. Something for everyone guaranteed to inspire, educate, and transform. We are transforming the world one listener at a time. 
Tune in to Lucid Planet Radio with Dr. Kelly Neff. This hit show will illuminate your senses and empower you beyond your daily stressors and hardships. Renowned psychologist and author Dr. Kelly will captivate you with far-reaching topics and amazing guests as you wake to the greatest version of yourself. Learn to tap into your intuitions, think critically about our world, heal emotional and psychological wounds, and follow your passions to live your dreams. The Lucid Planet. Welcome home. Visit lucidplanetradio.com for more information. It's time to get your life back on Burn Bright Today with Jennifer Marcinelli. Tune in each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Learn to move from the darkness of burning out to the light of burning bright. Jennifer is redefining stress and the energetic causes of burnout, shining a light on process to get your life back. For more information about Jennifer and her work, visit BurnBrightToday.com. Wow, everybody, welcome back. Um, Look, uh, for all of you today, we are talking about, you know, what my very special guest, Amira Beth, that lives and breathes, the wonders, the wonders of things. Uh, Amira, please tell folks also, again, how they can find out about you, but also what you've got planned for September 1st, because you're going to be filling in for me and working directly with Mr. Benny here. I am. I I get to host the Dr. Pat show. Um, I'm very excited. I am going to bring on <clears throat> my friend Jeremy White, who is in England, and he he is a Celtic Nordic shaman, and he specializes in like one of the things I haven't really talked too much about is is Avalon, and 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 this man is when you think about like Lord of the Rings, he looks like he walked out of that movie. And of course, he's got the English accent, so he's very, very authentic. And he is uh, extremely attuned to the fairy world there, to to the Nordic gods and goddesses. He teaches runes. He teaches classes. He's a Celtic shaman. He's really an amazing person. So he is going to share with us from across the pond over there. He's going to bring that Avalon, Glastonbury, Stonehenge, Fairy Realm energy and let us know what he's been working on um, as far as doing some healing in in the Fairy Realm. So really excited to talk to him. Aren't you? Okay. I didn't know we were going to talk about this, but let's just follow up because this is tied to our healing and healing our DNA. We were talking about how tied our culture is and the culture around the world is to the mirror world, to Atlantis. I mean, so how do we know this? Well, there are a couple of things that people use as baselines for whether or not people are have a popular view on something. One is what they read, number one, what they read. Everybody, right. they measure you. But then they also look at what you watch and what the fans watch and what people watch and what you watch in the movies and on television and all of that. And the most popular shows of 19 had to do with this, whether it's Sirens or there was another one right. that came out that was short-lived that everybody binged on. But now you're bringing up something interesting about the show you're going to do and your guest. The top-ranked viewing, reading, even if you look at Lord of the Rings, you're looking at this now whether it's Netflix, whether it's a movie, everything is about fairies. Everything, it's, it's like we're now trying to connect these worlds in our, in our pop culture. 
And you know what I think, this is what I think, that everything, of course, works through our subconscious. I really believe that we are coming into a time where the veil is going to become so thin that we are actually going to see these beings with our own two eyes. And I think they're preparing us. I think God is preparing us for that veil to drop. And, you know, because the, the, all these beings are, they're just alive like us living in a different form of frequency. They're more, a little more maybe light-based than carbon-based, but what are humans doing? We're going from being carbon-based to being light-based or silicon beings. So they will lower their frequency to come to us. We have to continually raise up and do our own work to come to them. Many of these beings are aspects of us. We're multidimensional beings. So if you feel like you've been a mer or you feel feel close to the mermaid realm, well, you you probably are one. You have other aspects in these def- different realms that are showing up as a different version of you. And if you feel called or drawn to a certain lineage, a certain land, a certain mythological creature, whatever, that's because it's part of your soul. And our soul always, our soul aspects are always talking to us. They're always helping us. And so they're giving us these cues and giving us, again, it's going back to being the magical child. Yeah. Children see these things. Yeah. They see the fairies in the gardens. Yeah. They commune with the unicorn energy with no problem. It's just natural world for them. And then as we sometimes get older and get a little bit more shut down or told it's not real or whatever, we, we, we lose that. So adults are opening that back up. We are opening that back up with the help of all these new earth children who are just coming in in throws, just coming in so quickly into the planet, who are holding that frequency and keeping it, like they're not getting shut down again. They're staying awake, they're staying open, which is allowing their parents to reopen back up if they've closed down and it's ripple affecting out to the collective. So I really think we're gonna come into a time where where it's going to be natural for us to swim side by side with a mermaid or to walk side by side with, you know, a little gnome or um, some earth elemental as they, you know, rise up from uh, from Agartha and from these inner earth and and be with them. I think that is supposed to be the natural way. You know, so once upon a time, right? Oh, did I just do that? Nope. Go right once ahead. Upon a t- once upon a time, um, I got to in my academic world many many years ago, right? I can't remember if it was my undergraduate or whatever it was. It took me 13 years, by the way, to, to finish an undergraduate degree. Uh, so when when you all hear me say, don't ever give up, I really mean it. Um, <laughs> but I remember being given the opportunity to explore a topic. Mm-hmm. And the topic I explored at the time was whether or not what comes first our consciousness of the thing or the thing. Mm-hmm. And so I was talking about just what we're talking about today. And one of the premises I had was that everything we create is not new. Right. No matter what it is, it's not new, but we're being given. And so, and, and I was, I was talking about this because what you just described, we are already showing 
mm-hmm. imagery about it. I mean, the whole idea of the mer world and you know, walking with mermaids, it's already there. Just, I don't even understand where we got that phrase from, but we have become now more than interested and children don't want us to forget this. Isn't this part of the healing? Yes, absolutely. The healing, the heart of humanity is really about healing our own hearts. It's really about starting with healing our own inner selves, our own inner child, that magical child, um, that innocence, that purity that we we all come here with and somehow maybe becomes distorted because of this very interesting world we have around us. And so children will, will carry that naturally and they will, that's, you know, that's why people are drawn to children. We just all want to be free. You know, we all just want to be free and um, feel that vibrancy and that aliveness of truly having no agenda yeah, and having no, no expectation and just that joy and bliss. I mean, the, the, any guru will tell you the, the key to life. If you can be in joy and bliss, you, you've won at life. That's, that's yeah. it's that simple. Yeah. You know, I, I was a friend of mine said to me now, I, I'm not sure why. And I don't ask why anymore. Usually when somebody says something to me, I have to really think, oh, there's got to be some something. There's something there, there, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they said to me, you know, Pat, we heard you talk about this film many years ago, uh, and it's an AI film. And we know you're, you're thinking about doing AI for this all. Have you watched the film recently? And I said, oh, I know the film you're talking about, right? Ex Machina. I call it Ex Machina. Some people pronounce it differently. You know, uh, and and I said, yeah, no, I haven't watched it late. She said, well, watch it, but now you'll watch it. So I watched it over the weekend and she's right. I watched it differently. Mm -hmm. There's a line from this film and this is about this AI, beautiful AI woman, of course, we are all fascinated with AI, Westworld, how many nominations did Westworld get? I mean, who doesn't like Evan Rachel Wood playing a robot? But what? But the, but then the question is, what is it inside of us that is being triggered or reawakened or awakened? Right. Mm-hmm. And there is an energy that we connect this level of futuristic with. Now we're connecting it with the Atlantean culture. Right. And so this I find fascinating. So in this film, there's a line and one of the bad guys in it says, well, you know, you can't have consciousness without interaction. And and I thought, what? You can't? But of course. So I want to ask you about this healing. We have a view sometimes of the old as old, but Atlantis breaks all of the rules of that. Right. I find that fascinating. Are we giving it a proper portrayal? Are we doing a proper portrayal in the books and whatever we do? Well, I think there's a lot of misperceptions and yeah. I think there's a lot of confusion. And, you know, speak, speaking of AI, AI was one of the technologies that led to the downfall of Atlantis. Yep. So when we look at this resurgence of the AI world and everything now because of COVID going virtual, 
and everything having to happen without the human interaction, at least it, it not to the way it, it's not person to person as much anymore. I mean, that's, that's kind of an interesting thing to be aware of is that's part of the repeating and the healing of the spiral of Atlantis that we will need to course correct. So we don't go into a fully automated world and, and lose our humanity and lose our, our the, the human interaction and the human touch and the human connection over the fear of something that we think is going to hurt us. Yeah. Like a virus. Yeah. So, you know, it's very controversial and it, there's definitely many layers and levels to this whole topic. But the intel that comes in for me is that, of course, we have to take care during during some kind of an outbreak of a virus and take care of ourselves and do all the protocols, but also not allow that, that fear to cause us to, to, to be afraid of the other. To keep you know, the other away. I, I think that's really not smart. It's not smart. And, you know, look, that's why you have social media banning some mm -hmm. of the harmful dialogue that's coming out. And, you know, some of the theories that are coming out. I, I am a big theorist. I love theories, but not yeah. when from other people or not when they're about hate. And so... You know, there is this fine line that you mentioned, and it really is fine line. It's, you know, if anybody watched this film um, uh, way back when it was out, I don't know, it's got to be 10 years ago, I can't remember. There was such a fine line in the film between AI and heart connection. Mm -hmm. Such a great tension in that between the characters that you became as if you were part of it. And I think we are being reminded, I want to ask you about this because you're right. All the portrayal that we have is that the Atlantean culture was so far advanced. Yes. Right? And, and that's truth. And it is. And so then people would ask, well, how did that advancement not help them survive? And so I think we don't get that our own advancement is causing the waters to heat up right. a half a degree and people are saying oh a half a degree in the ocean that's nothing well wait a minute ask the fish <laughs> yeah well you know I'm and sorry. there's there's natural cycles right now we are in a natural global warming cycle and yep. the earth changes over eons of time the earth just changes absolutely people humanity contributes to a lot of those things happening but we have to remember, create, destroy, recreate. And even if all technology went away, even if all, you know, all industry went away tomorrow, this planet would still continue to change. Yeah. Nature would still do her thing. Yep. And when we interfere with nature, you know, and there's a lot of talk of, you know, harp up in Alaska and energy directed weapons. And some will argue that, well, you know, if you can move a storm, you know, we have these storms that come to come to Kauai. We get these hurricanes once in a while. And somehow, and, and we have the largest military base in the world here, by the way. No, I know. But the largest military base. And yeah. so when, when these hurricanes come in, kind of magically before they hit the North Shore or the West Side where, where, where the military base is, they, they break apart and they dissolve. And that's really interesting. And some people, and there are people who, oh, good, thank God, we prayed, you know, we prayed it away. And I think, I, you know, there's speculation that there's something going on at that military base that they have a technology 
that allows them to, to break up a storm or push it off. And while that might sound like a good thing, how far is too far to interfere, interfere with what nature is trying to do? And isn't that the question, though, because that is Atlantean. I think it's Atlantean, but it's also Lemurian. I mean, whatever the culture is that we want to point to, right? It doesn't matter. Right. We could point to Egypt, yes. right? We could point to ancient Egypt. We can we can point to the Mayan culture. And it's like a relativity uh, blueprint, right? Mm-hmm. So it was like me. You missed it during the first part of the show. It's like me not realizing that as I drive to Montana and I want to go from Red Lodge to Yellowstone, oh my gosh, that's that's at 13,000 feet. Like on the map, it's a line. Right. Uh, and I think that when we think about ourselves in the way you're describing, we are given signs, aren't we? Yes. We just don't always see the sign. Right. Right. Until it's too late, until, it, until it's over and we go hindsight goes, oh gosh, there were the signs. You know, I had an interesting argument with someone and boy, I don't argue very often. I'm not an arguer. I'm, I'm, I'm passionate about the things I believe in. I'm passionate mm-hmm. about social justice. I'm passionate about a lot of things, but arguing, I, my friends will tell you, I'm pretty much a lover and I'm not a fighter, but right. I'm not a lover much either. I'm too, I'm working too hard. So <laughs> neither one of those work, but I know that's why I got to come to Hawaii. I'm just telling you. <laughs> Decompress. <laughs> but I, 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 someone mentioned Greta and mm-hmm. I'm a big Greta fan mm-hmm. for whatever reason, for whatever reason I have. But, but this person said something very derogatory about this young woman, mm-hmm. almost child. And something inside of me went like, do you really believe that about her? And I don't know this is true, but you have to perhaps help us. The energy we're talking about isn't just about healing our bodies. It's not about, it's not about sort of this abstract healing. Right. We have to heal our heart. Yes. It's the heart of humanity. Tell us about in the few minutes we have left, I'd love to hear from you about the power of this to heal the heart for sure i i believe we really have one job for god and that's self-responsibility yeah and um that is to to care for this temple to care for this being to to tend to our shadows to tend to our wounds and create that connection with god that creation connection with source that direct connection that allows us to become self-responsible out in the world with our energy, our actions, our words, all of it. If, if you and I and, and everybody around us could simply just take responsibility for the energy we personally bring to this world, which means means your woundedness, means any of the stuff that happened to you in this lifetime or any other lifetime, to, to really be brave enough to attempt to heal that and understand our own participation and drop the victim and drop the anger. And I get a lot of people go through a lot of really, really traumatic experiences. And we are also all here to to be responsible for how we show up in the world and how we project to other people. If we were all able to do that, then we've done our job for God. Then humanity becomes healed 
because we've all taken personal responsibility for what we're bringing out to the world that's going to affect other people. And if you can heal your own, and shadows are sneaky things. And, you know, our, our dark side and our wounds are, are sneaky things. Our patterns are sneaky things. Sometimes we think we've conquered them and then it, a spirit will show us another way. It'll come in with another way to show us, oh, you're not quite there yet. And, and becoming humbled by the fact that we don't have it all figured out. We probably never will really have it all figured out till we're on the other side, but just continually to go to that part of us that is connected to God and ask, how can I serve today? How, how, how can I best show up in the world today? Show me where I can still heal and develop my union with the creator and my union with my brothers and sisters more deeply. How can I love better? You know, thank you for that. This is a great way to close this show for sure. And I know that this is your message and humility is one of our greatest gifts and our greatest challenges. So thank you for reminding us. Um, would you tell folks again how they can tune into your show, how they can work with you? And certainly you're gonna be on filling in for me on September 1st and I can't thank you enough. Yeah, um, I have my next show. The next Tears for the Merworld is this Thursday at uh, 1 p.m. Pacific time. And I'm gonna bring on a very special guest, my mermaid sister named Sharon Kamara. And the show is titled, Are You Ready for the Red Pill? Yes. And she is going to bring forth, we're going to get real edgy. I, I, I'm going to do a real edgy show with her. She's a psychic medium. She was one of my first teachers, actually, when, when I woke up. And um, she, she is going to come in and bring all, all the ET intel in, all the, uh, the things happening, the controversial things happening, all that intel. And we're going to wow. have a really lively discussion. And if you are curious to really learn some, um, uh, pretty interesting truths and about the direction humanity is trying to go. Uh, come see me on Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Amerabath.com is where you can find my shop, past life regression service, 13 uh, chakra healings, and then my YouTube channel also or um, Instagram under wisdomware, under, wisdomware underscore kawaii. Thank you. Amira, thank you so much. I look forward to all of the above. I'm going to listen to that show for sure. Amira, Beth, everybody, I'm Dr. Pat. We're going to take a short break. We're not done yet. We'll be right back. <laughs> 